silence. Mic check, one, two, one, two. Boo-boo. May I have your attention, please? Clear the floor, because our forever queen of morning radio, the one who says it like it is and doesn't give a shit, the motherfucking real deal, Miss Kicking the Door, Waving the 4-4, now has a podcast, and it is on fire. Make way for the one, the only, Miss Nah. Hey y'all, hey y'all. Welcome to the very first episode of Bull Fire. Yup, Miss Nas got a podcast. I got a podcast. <laughs> on Fire, that's what it's called. On FYE, on Fire. All right. I want to break it down for you. On Fire. Yeah, it's burning hot. We on fire. So we take it off. If it gets too hot, up in this spot, we on fire. Yes, because I'm on fire. I'm hot. Uh-huh, you got it, right? Yes. <laughs> Coming through with the fun stuff. Mm. So, first thing I want to say. First thing I got to get off my chest, all right? Shit. Damn. Damn. Motherfucker. Motherfucker. Bitch. <laughs> 11 years of commercial radio. And finally, I get to cuss. Because if you know me, you know that I love to drop an F-bomb. Yes, I do. All right. So if you thought that this podcast was for you and your children, no, it's not. Okay, boo-boo? No, it's not. Unless you're raising them in that kind of household where y'all keep it really, really real. All right. Otherwise, okay. All right. So let's get to business. <laughs> Bitches. <laughs> I don't know why I'm so excited because it's been a minute. It's been a minute since I, you know, talked to my people. It's been about two months. By the time this airs or by the time, you know, you guys will have access to this podcast, it will be just a little over two months since, you know, I was on air doing my thing. And that's the longest I've gone. For real, for real. That's the longest I've gone um, you know, willingly. <laughs> I say that because uh, at one point I was off air for four months, but I was pregnant. Okay, that was maternity leave. That was different. Otherwise, I never go more than a month and then I'm just rushing back, you know, to the microphone, to the studio. But um, COVID, man, COVID. Yep, yep. It's taking no prisoners. <laughs> None at all. So uh, let's get, let, let's get the timelines right, okay? So just before Akufado, uh, president of Ghana, uh, instated the lockdown um, at the radio station, we were told, okay, this is what we're going to do to minimize the number of bodies in the studio, okay? So producers will produce from home, DJs will send in their mixes, and presenters will, you know, come in. To the station one at a time which makes perfect sense why because i came up with the plan Ta-da! right and gave it to my supervisor who then went and suggested it to his supervisor so your girl is smart all right and i was really really concerned about keeping my fellow teammates safe and it made sense if the presenters can come in by themselves in the studio and do their thing then it's all well and good right okay so anyway they went with the plan and then they decided to break us into teams okay so uh the first team was gonna go in work for two weeks sit at home for two weeks and then the second team will come in work for two weeks and then so on and so on for as long as uh uh, the lockdown was in effect for some reason i wasn't part of the first team and i asked why i was like yo if we're gonna switch up anything 
and call it lockdown radio or call it something new, like, why would I not be in the first batch? Like, if you're trying something new, would you not put your, your strongest players out there to get it started off right? Okay? I asked... Come on. Don't bullshit me. Bullshit. I was giving some bullshit explanation. Okay? Plus, it didn't make any sense to me to break up the teams. Why is Loft my DJ in Team 1 and I'm in Team 2? Like, it didn't make any sense. But anyway, I sat at home. Okay? Two weeks came by. I'm ready to go in. And they say, no, sit at home one more week. Uh, lockdown has been extended by a week. We'll just let it ride out. After three weeks, we'll call you in. Okay, so the third week rolls by. I'm ready to come back into work. They're like, oh, no, 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 just ride it out to the end of the month. And I'm like, okay, maybe they're trying to not have to pay us for a month, which would make sense. You know, they're trying to save money. Okay, I get it. So no harm, no foul. I sit at home for a month, right? And then months over, I come running back in and I'm like, oh no, just sit at home indefinitely. And then my Jersey street smarts kicked in. I said, this makes no fucking sense at all. What the hell is sit at home indefinitely? You see what I'm saying? And I had already started to feel some type of way about it. But then I really started to feel a way about it. You see what I'm saying? So I said, this don't make no sense. So I started asking questions. And I couldn't get no answers. So then I went higher up and higher up and higher up. And all of a sudden, people that spoke to me very freely were now dodging my calls and not responding to messages or claiming to be in meetings, which apparently never ended because they never got back to me. And I was like, "Mm mm-mm. Mm -mm. so I said you know what I'm just gonna wait okay I I am not a very patient person I want stuff done yesterday that's I'm just I'm just always on it so I said okay I'm gonna be patient I'm gonna wait so then here we go five weeks six weeks and then I get a call from HR saying hey it's not can you come in? And I immediately, because I can smell bullshit from a mile away. I said, hold up. If you are going to fire me, don't have me come in there. Just send me a letter. Because I have asthma. I really don't need to be out in these streets for no good reason anyway. Like, if y'all not calling me in to come work, like, what am I out the house for? So, like, and she's like, oh, no, you come and let's talk. You know, that's that nonsense kind of thing. Oh, you come and let's talk. And I said, mm-mm. Note to self, she didn't say, oh, no, I'm not firing you. Oh, no, we're not firing you. Just come and let's talk. She didn't say that. So she didn't deny it. And I said, oh, So I got on the phone, called my boss. I was like, yo, bro, what the hell is going on? Like, I don't like this. And I was told, oh, it's probably just pay cuts. They'll probably tell you guys, you know, to take a pay cut. And I'm like, okay, cool. If they ask us to take pay cuts, no problem. But I'm still feeling away, okay? So I said to myself, self, you used to be general manager of this station. You know what folks get paid, right? If there's going to be big cuts or any type of pay cuts, you're going to call the people that make the big bucks, right? So I started calling people, okay? And props to Caroline, because when she told her story, she didn't say no names. Fuck that. I'm saying names. I call Caroline, okay? So when Caroline, when you hear Caroline tell her story, and she says, oh, and then somebody called me and said, oh, I think they are going to fire us. Hand up, hand up. It was me. It was me. It was me. Yes, it was me. I was like, "Uh, Caroline, did you get a call from HR? She said, yes. I said, bitch, they're going to fire us. They're going to fire us. She's like, oh, no, no, no. I'm like, okay. Well, boss man said it might be a pay cut. So let's just hope it's a pay cut. But in the meantime, I need you to call Joel. I'm going to call Killer. And I'm going to call Knuckles. Right? So she goes with her assignment. I go with my assignment. Call Killer. Can't reach him. Call Knuckles. Knuckles picks up. Yo, bro, you get a call from HR. He says, no. I said, "Mm, okay, thank you. Bye. Then I knew 
that it was not about pay cuts. Okay. Because if it comes to the squad that takes bucks. Okay. At the station. Those the names. And if one of them didn't get a call. It means it's not about pay cuts. Are you, are you following me? I'm on my Inspector Gadget shit right now. <laughs> For real. <laughs> so anyway. Oh my God. I'm so happy that I can tell this story now without, you know, getting emotional. Because initially, your girl was a wreck. I'm not even going to lie. I will not lie. I was a wreck. Okay? So anyway, when I get the info from Knuckles that he did not receive a call, I said, all right, let me call up Caroline again. I said, Caroline, you speak to Joelle? She said, yep, he got a call. And he thinks the same thing that you do. I said, all right then. So let's check. What time is your meeting? Uh-uh. What time is his meeting? Uh-uh. Okay, my meeting's uh-uh. So Caroline was like the first meeting. I was the last meeting. I said, okay. They know, save me for last. They want to get everybody out the way. Okay, fine. So Caroline said, Miss, now you know what? I'm going to go in at 10. And whatever they tell me, I'm going to let you know. And her being a woman of her word. My phone rang at 10.28 a.m. in the motherfucking morning. And she said, nah, you were right. It's a termination. And I said, ooh. After 11 years? That's how y'all gonna do us? Y'all gonna trick us on some foolishness about, oh, don't come into work. We're trying to keep y'all safe. But y'all really plotting to kick people out unceremoniously we're not even a thank you for 11 years of work so anyway I, I went through all my emotions and my meeting was the last one at 2.30 I went through they said because of COVID da, 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 we can't afford to pay you and I'm like note to self if somebody really wanted to keep you on right and they couldn't afford to pay you. They would have had a discussion with you, right? They would have had a negotiation. They would have said, oh, Charlie, you know, times are hard, oh, so I beg, make you see inside, give we small, or, you know, something like that, right? Nah, nigga, letters were typed, ready, sealed in envelopes, ready to go. This shit was planned out and, like, ready and waiting, like, months ahead of time. What I suspect right and then probably very right about is what they thought was let's just put these replacements on let them ride out for a month and let's check what the numbers will look like and if the numbers are close to or better than this crew then we'll just dump them i said okay cool but if you know numbers right Especially in this industry, this whole media industry, you're not going to make no life-changing decision based off of one month of numbers. Especially when those numbers came at a time where people are on lockdown and they don't have fuck else to do except for listening to the radio. So my question is, will you be able to sustain those numbers when life goes back to normal? And more importantly, will you be able to sustain those numbers when you have lost tons of goodwill because you kicked out very, very horribly, right? You done kicked out people or presenters that listeners know and love for over 11 years, over nine years, over what, six years for Joel? Like, my nigga, who was the strategist on this plan? Like, for real, for real. I'm like, at the very least, at the very least, let us have a farewell show and hand over. Like, there was no thinking to this at all. It just made no sense. So then I said to myself, I didn't say any of this at the table, mind you. I just said, okay, thank you. Okay, I understand. Yes, COVID is really hard. Yes, trying times. Okay, thank you. Stay safe, guys. Take my letter and bounce all smiles and I bounce but I said to myself like yo this don't make no sense I think there was a hit list you see what I'm saying 
they obviously are going through trying times. That one, yeah, I can tell you that for sure. Okay, without going into too much detail about how we struggle to get paid, I will tell you that there are some serious cash flow problems there. There always have been, right? But, but how do you say that we are going to chop some of the presenters that make us the most money? Like, I'm sorry, I don't get that. I really, really don't get it. I really don't get it. The numbers are there. You see what I'm saying? Joelle's show, my show combined make up 45% of the monthly revenue for the station. Those two shows make 45%. So if times are so trying and so shaky, why the fuck would you go and mess with 45% of your revenue? Hmm? Or maybe... There's just no respect for what we do. And they think you can just put any old body there and, you know, it'll be smooth sailing. Nah, nah. You always got to take into account the listener, right? That's what I'm thinking. But it's not my station. I would have done things very differently. Very, very differently. If not, if if nothing at all, if I appreciated these people uh, the way I claim to, uh, I probably would have showed up at the meeting. You see what I'm saying? As, you know, one of the big dogs and said, you know what, guys, this is really unfortunate, but thank you so much for everything that you have done for us. I'm not going to send my minions to come and do it for me. You see what I'm saying? Like, if you really appreciate somebody, you come and you shake hands and say, well done. I wish it could have gone differently, but I wish you all the best. Like, there was none of that. There was none of that. Like, we got a letter and that was it. Like, that was it. And I'm like, damn, I know COVID is out there taking lives, but ooh, this motherfucker taking livelihoods. And it's taking manners. Like, COVID done took manners. Like, people don't even have manners or common decency to say, thank you. Thank you. What you did, we appreciate it. You see what I'm saying? And then you kick us out with no severance either. Like, ooh. Ooh. Damn. Niggas is trifling, right? So... I said, you know what, bitch? It's time for you to get up out this motherfucker. (laughs) That's exactly what I said. And get up out that motherfucker I did. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. (laughs) Yup. It's called a repatriation flight. That's what it's called. Because I noticed some people on Instagram and they noticed that the scenery behind me had changed and they were like miss not where you at where you at miss not how did you get there the borders are still closed okay let me bring you up to speed okay so um and ghana does it too okay let's give everybody their props because i noticed some of y'all on instagram were saying oh miss not it pays to have an american passport no it doesn't not when trump is your president Okay, or maybe it does because he's repatriating folks because he's trying to get some votes. Like, yay, Trump saved me out of, you know, took me out of a foreign land when it was COVID times, nigga. I know who I'm voting for, and it is not Trump, that is for sure. But anyway, so this is how it works, right? Embassies all over the world will assist their citizens in getting back home. So as soon as the country went into lockdown. As soon as Ghana went into lockdown, the U.S. Embassy started letting folks know that if you would like for us to get you out of here, fill out this form. And as soon as we charter a flight, we will call you up and you will be at the airport and we'll take you out. Okay? So, initially, when Akufuado instated that lockdown in March, I signed up. Cause I didn't know what the fuck was going to happen. I signed up my daughter. I signed up my mama. I was like, let's go. All right. So it took us probably about maybe about a week and a half. And we got an email saying, okay, flight date is the 16th of March. 
Um, we're going to call you and confirm everything, yada, yada, yada. Okay, so we got the call from the embassy. They went through our names and our spellings and passports and all of that stuff. And everything was good, right? And then I said to myself, you know what? Because by then I hadn't, I hadn't started to get suspicious. I was still a very loyal and faithful employee. I love this station. I helped build this station from the ground up. Literally from the ground up. Okay, before y'all even heard us first go on air in November of 2008, your girl had been working since August, building the playlist. Like, that was what I did for months before we even took flight on air in 2008. So this was my baby. So I said to myself, hmm, suppose I get evacuated by the U.S. Embassy, right? And I'm in America with my family chilling, my five other siblings, you know, and all the other nieces and nephews. And then meanwhile, back at the station, the first shift has gone on their break and they call in the second shift, which I'm a part of, and I'm not there. That's going to be letting the team down. And so the day before the flight, because you have the opportunity to send in an email and say, cancel my repatriation flight. And they ask you to do that. They don't want you to not just show up. They want you to cancel it so that they can give your seat to somebody else. So I talked to my mama. I said, look, I want you to take Cece and y'all go and I'll stay so that I can work. She said, no, either we all go or we all stay because she's right or die like that. Right? So we all stayed. I canceled it. We all stayed. And then here we go. How many weeks later? A bitch ain't got no job. <laughs> a bitch ain't got no job. <laughs> so I said, oh, oh. As soon as I got the letter that Friday, as soon as they terminated me on the 8th of motherfucking May, I was on the computer looking for that form and I signed up with the embassy once again and I said good lord please don't let these people ignore my email because oh I got a flight and then I canceled it the day before please don't let them ignore my shit and they did not so I signed up on the 9th of May and your girl with her daughter and her mama was on that flight the very next Saturday I was out in 8 days gone Going like the wind. Oh, honey, I am gone with the wind. Fabulous. Like the wind, fabulous. I was, a bitch was out. For real. And I said, you know what? Hmm. It's a sign. It's a sign. Because for months, I had, look, I had a horrible 2019. I'm not even gonna lie. I had a horrible 2019. Like, if you ever listened to my show, you probably heard me say it. 2019 was awful, right? So I was legit looking forward to 2020 and walking in on some boss level moves. And for real, January was good. A bitch was debt free. I had cleared all my wahala. You know, I had one more thing that was being taken up, taken care of in court. Like, and my lawyer is a beast. So like, I was good. I was good. I said, 2020 is going to be so much better. And then this fucking shit happens. And I was like, up because after 2019 my sister was like you know what you need to just come back to the states and just come rest for a year just come rest for a year and I was like nah that's foolishness the station needs me like I can't just go on sabbatical for a year like who the fuck does that in media like I can't do that and then here comes COVID saying bitch maybe you need to take a break I sign up for a flight and then I'm like nah man they need me, and I cancel that shit. And then, oh, all right, all right. God done sent you two messages that you choose to ignore. So guess what? He gonna take the fucking job away. And I say, yeah, maybe I'm not supposed to be here. Maybe my time truly is up. And the way I caught that flight, and it was so fast, and I was out. I say, yes, I'm, I'm, I'm supposed to be out. I'm supposed to be out. Well, at least I'm not supposed to be fucking with them motherfuckers no more. Because otherwise, I was loyal to the very end. 
the ship could have gone down, I still would have been rising and shining like a motherfucker. Because that's just how I am. Ride or die. But I got out. I got out. And I think that really is how it was meant to be. Otherwise, it wouldn't happen, right? Y'all feel me? Yeah. I'm, I'm on to something. <laughs> I'm on to something. So that's how I got out. Yeah, man. And and we good. And we good. Because I was worried. I was really worried. I've had asthma since birth. They say this COVID shit attacks your lungs. Right? Now I'm about to take a, a, a 10 hour flight, right? From Kotuka to uh whatchamacallit, DC, right? Then from DC, I gotta hop on another three hour flight to Texas, like 13 hours of breathing recycled air, and you got asthma? Like, bitch, you really trying it. But I've been here. Ain't nobody sick yet. Like, we good. We good. So, we'll see what the next chapter brings. But in the meantime, the question is, how do I stay sane? Because my 11 years, and even before that, Seth, see what I'm saying? Like, I've been doing radio for a minute. But my 11 years has started off with three hours of incredible music and a kick-ass show and connecting with the people and then I go out and face my day and now I don't have that anymore so in addition to trying and stay trying to stay alive and not die from this fucking Kororo that's going around now a bitch got to worry about how to get her creative energy out so that she doesn't lose her mind and they were like, podcast, podcast. <laughs> on fire. Uh-huh. On fire. So, yeah, man, that's how we got here. That's how we got here. Sometimes, like, something is pushing you in a certain direction. And if you move too slow or you don't move at all, sometimes the rug gets ripped out from under you. So you move your ass on. So, yeah, man. Shout outs to Loft. Shout outs to Official Kwame. <laughs> Two folks who have always been in my ear. Like, yo, you should do a podcast. Yo, you should do a podcast. Yo, you should do a podcast. And now, podcast is like my only option to connect with y'all, my peoples. So here we are. Side note, for those of you who say... Oh, Miss Nah, you shouldn't be spilling all this tea. Aren't you worried about potential employers who, you know, might want to employ you, but they're afraid that, you know, you might air them out? Fuck y'all. Fuck y'all and fuck them, okay? Because if anybody who wants to hire me is worried about me airing them out, means they do shady business. If you don't do shady business, you ain't got nothing to worry about now, do you? Huh? I thought so. And that's my story. Well, at least that's the story that I know all of you have been wondering about because you've been calling me, you've been reaching out to me, and I didn't give you all the tea, okay? Because there's some really, really, I have never seen bad business like this business. It was so shady. There was so much backstabbing. It was a hit list, plain and simple, okay? But the day... I decide to spill that tea. It's going to be like four parts. <laughs> it's going to be like Chewa, part one to four. Like, I really, really got to name names. And a bitch has receipts, yo. Okay? There were phone calls. I was butt dialed. And there was, there was shit said that I heard that I was not supposed to hear. You see what I'm saying? So, it, it was really shady. It was really shady how this whole termination went down but I can tell you that all of those 10 people right that were let go two people had a problem with them all of us were disliked or targeted by two people in particular and so that's 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 where the axing came in that's where the chopping and the cutting and the firing came in because yes 
I understand that COVID has made business hard for a lot of people, for a lot of businesses. So yes, there are real money problems. Do they need to let some people go so they can pay others? Absolutely. But I'm telling you that the people they chose, it was not based on them wanting to save money. It was based on them finally having the opportunity to execute their hit list with no questions asked. And that's it. That's my story. I'm sticking to it. And the day that I am ready to pull out the receipts, you're going to know. going to be real fireworks. For real, for real. But let's talk about some other COVID casualties is what I call them. Okay, it's not just me and Joelle and Caroline who were the, you know, the only COVID casualties. There were others. There were others. Okay. Uh, some way bigger, way bigger than any of us at Little YFM. Okay. Did y'all see DJ motherfucking Khaled? My God, my God. I saw this man. I said, ooh, COVID is out here snatching paychecks and is snatching celebrity images. Did y'all see DJ Khaled. Uh, I said, mm, mm we ain't the best no more. Nuh-uh. <laughs> we ain't the best no more. I said, what is going on here? I have never seen so much hair. Do you, do you guys see that he looks like a completely different person? Another one. He looks like he should be selling spices in an Indian market somewhere. Like, Another he looks one. like he should be baking bread in Morocco. Another like, for real. <laughs> he does not look like Khaled at all. I was like, yo, he, he looked like a local. He looked like a local. Like a, <laughs> like a normal person. <laughs> I was dying. And I was so mad. I said, you know what? You know what? COVID will really prove to you who your friends are because Diddy is not Khaled's friend because Diddy is looking good, good. And I'm like, Diddy and Khaled be all over the place making all this noise together. Aren't they, weren't they uh, uh, co-judges on that show, The Four, you know, and they homeboys and always brother love and, you know, peace brother and I support you and doing all of this, but Diddy, you could not hook Khaled up with y'all barber, you couldn't send you couldn't send Quincy and them over to go fucking check his hair. Like he was looking, he was looking crazy. Diddy was looking like a whole snack, and Callie was looking like he sold snacks. Like it was so fucking, so fucking outrageous. I said, "Ooh, COVID, you are vi, vi, vicious." vicious okay but you know what i'm really scared of when it comes to covid yo gonna 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 can we stop playing we really need to stop playing because look i was hella proud of akufado hella proud i said i knew it was very tough for him to make his calls to you know close the borders and you know uh, put everybody on lockdown and y'all could say whatever. It was a good fucking decision, okay? So when he lifted it after three weeks, I was like, hold up, bro. Are you are you sure about that? Are you sure this is the right step? And then he said, you know what? We have closed the borders. Ain't no new new coming in. And so we're just going to manage what we have here. And if the numbers start to go crazy, we're going to bring the lockdown back. Well, nigga, y'all about to hit 7,000. <laughs> y'all about to hit 7,000. When is the lockdown coming back? Like, do I have to assist you? Should I ship you a padlock from Yankee or something? Like, nigga, lock the place down. Like, for real. Because cause didn't it jump from, like, it jumped from, like, 2,000 to 3,000. Or was it 3,000 to 4,000 in, like, a week? In like a week, it had been moving, you know, at a significant, you know, increase. And then all of a sudden, it just did like a whole jump of like a thousand numbers in like a week. 
And then the explanation was, oh, it was a factory that had about uh, a thousand workers and 500 of them got six, got sick. I said, hold up. Ain't nobody in here stupid. What fucking factory you know in Ghana got a thousand workers? They all in there at the same time. There's a thousand of them all in there just working. And five, please, what fact? See, I can't, I can't even get it out. I can't even get it out. What factory? What factory is this? It has a thousand people. What company is this? They got a thousand, they got a thousand factory workers. Huh? And 500, 500. <laughs> and so it made me think because there was a rumor going around a while back that the numbers were much larger than we thought but because they didn't want to freak the people out they were you know increasing them small small they'll put some small here put some small here and i was like maybe the numbers just got too big and they're like fuck it nigga put a thousand on that bitch like <laughs> there's nothing we could do just let's up it by a thousand like like in four days like it's crazy the last time i checked you were at six thousand eight hundred and eight. When is the lockdown coming back? And I've been talking to friends back home, and y'all are getting real loosey goosey with the mask and stuff. Like y'all just, hey, hey, like ain't no roro over here. Please, please, be careful, y'all. So let's talk about music. For as long as I can remember, music has been my thing. It really has been my thing. It's why I lovingly and willingly poured everything I had into 11 years at that radio station because I love music. And so when it was all, you know, kind of stripped away, I was I was searching for a new normal. My life has always been starting off my mornings as the queen of morning radio with three hours of just loud, pulsating, amazing African and American and British and whatever, just amazing music. And now I don't have that. And I'm like, how the fuck am I going to operate? Like, you know what I mean? Like me in the studio, a DJ doing his thing. As soon as it hits 9am and I'm done, I'm like, okay, my engine's been like revved up. I'm ready to go. And now I'm like, what am I going to use as a pick-me-up? Like, coffee's not going to cut it. You see what I'm saying? Uh, I stopped drinking, so I ain't going to be no early morning drinking. Like, what am I going to do? Charlie. And I was just kind of going through it. And then I was like, bitch. <laughs> music. Music, music, music. And make it as loud as you need to. And so that's what I've been doing. And there's been a lot of goodness that has come out. There's been a lot of super dope content that's come over social media with all these concerts and, and verses and all this other stuff. Like, tell me, tell me that Jill Scott and Erica Badu verses was not food for your soul. It was the Saturday right after I was fired. And I kid you not, I laid on the floor in my bedroom bawled my eyes out and sang to every song that those two earth goddesses played and it was just it was so it was it was like a warm blanket it, it was like a warm blanket the world has been a horrible place I had something horrible happen to me you know with losing this job that I loved and so the music came through once again and whoo that verses was it was everything I needed it really was and it just got better because unfortunately I missed the Nelly and Ludacris verses because I was that was the, the Saturday that I flew out of Ghana so I missed that but boy oh boy your gal was ready for Beanie Man and Bounty Killer that shit was fire crazy fire I was like, whoa, I was wilding out. <laughs> I was really, really legit wilding out, but with composure, because I'm in my sister's house in Texas, and she's a she's a godly woman. She ain't got time for all that. But I was like, oh, brah, brah, brah. It was, it was so, so good. 
And then to top it off, like here comes Africa, African Union Day. And there's so much goodness uh, with the MTV based um, concert on YouTube. I hope y'all caught that. It was so good. Uh, then there was the Roots African Union Day uh, also on YouTube. So I was flipping back and forth, back and forth between the Roots and between uh, MTV Base and the Roots. And it was food for my soul. It really was. It was just, it brought a tear to my eye because that's what I, that's what the 11 years was all about. It was about sharing and pushing and pushing and pushing so that this African content gets the recognition that it deserves and to just be on youtube and see all these numbers you know all these different names and stuff just streaming in and all the donations for you know the covid relief it was just super dope and i was like this is this is what i worked for you know i i put in the work i i played jewels i played uh kitty i played blitz i played manifest i played qualcessi i played whoever for however many years so that you know what i mean like the shit could be plastered all over the place and the numbers from all over the world tune in and acknowledge how dope we are as a people as a culture as an art form and it was just ah it felt so good it felt really really good so amazing seeing Moonchild up on there uh cuppy djing uh, another girl, another female DJ who I, I, I was introduced to, supermodel. Yeah, never heard of her before, but she was phenomenal. She was phenomenal. All of this was just streaming on YouTube uh, for pretty much the entire day. I didn't catch all of the acts, but I did see uh, Mathuni, the drummer queen who I love. Uh, DJ Tira. Oh, you know I love me some African house. Yes jamming 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 but that also happened to be the day that mtv base africa had their um youtube concert so i was i was doing a lot of switching back and forth between uh the roots and that mtv concert and i think when i tuned to mtv's youtube channel it was just in time to catch yemi alade and angelique kijo and you know they're both amazing women from different times. You know what I mean? So to have these two powerhouses on a song together is, it's everything. It's everything. Of course, Boris Kojo, you know he got to represent. You know he got to represent. But boy, oh boy, like, you got to give it up for Afro B because he was on this concert. And I was like, if this nigga don't sing another song <laughs> besides Joanna, like, I'm going to smack him. Like, oh my God, this song is like three years old now. <laughs> How many years have we going on? But it was just so dope. So dope. It was a really dope concert. Um, Shion Kuti and Egypt 80. Um, they did a performance and I was like, yes, his spirits and his fathers uh, are just intertwined. I love it. Nasty C did his thing. Um, there were so many others that I missed. I know I missed Stoneboy. I miss Manifest because I was flipping back and forth. So I wasn't catching everything because I didn't want to miss, you know, like super, super good stuff from the Roots page. Charlie. So I, I miss my, my Ghana boys. I miss them. But shout outs to Manifest and Stoneboy. I knew they held it down. Uh, but I did happen to see Diamond Platinums. <laughs> Oh, this brought me so much joy because even in his, it was a tour of his house is what they called it. They said it was a tour of his house. And even in his, you know, showing off of his lavish lifestyle and performing this song as he sang, you know, his way through his house and chased after this girl who had next to nothing on, like the ratchet still came through. <laughs> the ratchet still came through. Because it started off in his bedroom and then he was chasing her and singing down his hallway. And then they walked into the living room and there was a band there and he sang and she danced. And then they walked into the kitchen. I said, oh, so oh, <laughs> why did he have like three cabinet drawers that were broken? 
and like they were hanging all crooked and everything and i'm like in this immaculate house you could not call a carpenter to fix your shit before mtv came through with the cameras bruh like i was so mad at him but it was so funny it was so so funny uh uh burner boy of course you know he got to be on there um he ended the show i think but um he just kind of sat in a chair you know and sang but didn't do too much and that always makes me sad because we know he's the dancer you know but then i feel like there are certain times where he just is a completely different artist when he's performing like it's so frustrating I felt the same way when I watched him do the NPR Tiny Desk concert. Like, bruh, he just sang and then went to the next song. Like, he did not interact with the crowd. He ain't say not a damn thing. He did, like, half a step, you know, did a half a shaku. And then he was like, fuck (laughs) y'all. But big ups to Burner Boy, man. Oh, boy. So the, the music has definitely helped me pull through because... That's 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 what the eleven years was all about, pushing the music, pushing the music, pushing the music, so that you know we take we take Africa to the world, and to see all those numbers, all those people on YouTube, just just watching this content, it was beautiful. It really was beautiful, and it 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 made me feel a little bit better. Yeah, my time you know at the station has come to an end. But it's a beautiful end. You know what I mean? It's a beautiful end. I have absolutely nothing to be ashamed of. And what made me realize that was the outpouring of love that I got from all of you. Oh, my God. If I tell you, I was already crying when I got my letter. Like, after I got home, you know, I bawled my eyes out, you know, because I didn't let them see me sweat. You know, yeah, but I bawled my eyes out. But then once the news got out, the reaction I got from friends and family and listeners and fans, Charlie, 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 Charlie. It just, my heart was so full. It was so, so full. And I just want to thank each and every one of you. If you checked on me, if you wrote a message on my timeline if you if you hit up my phone you know what i mean like charlie thank you thank you thank you thank you i gotta gotta say shout outs to my (laughs) my bro official kwami he he has a podcast check it out it's called can we talk you know he started that segment on yfm yeah 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 under my general manager reign and he's now turned it into his, his own podcast. And it's really, really dope. But he paid me a really dope tribute on that podcast. And it brought tears to my eyes. Because you know when you're really, really friends with somebody? Like, you you don't talk like that. Like, you don't gas them up like that. You know what I mean? But, like, my nigga gassed me up. It was like, yo. And so, like, it really touched me. And, of course, a number of people that I met along the way who are bona fide superstars but they haven't forgotten about me like they wrote such dope things on my page like Blitz the Ambassador Mr. Hollywood you know called me a legend Don Easy thanked me for guiding his career like like (laughs) like I have no words Stoneboy big me up for being the first person to ever ever play a stone boy song on the radio like yo thank y'all for not forgetting thank you for not forgetting the work and the passion that was poured into those 11 years but i want to say to maxwell mauli this nigga called me probably like one in the morning (laughs) he's in Johannesburg I'm in Texas right now he called me like 1 in the morning and talked he gave me a word I was like bro it's like almost 3am like I gotta get off the phone he gave me a word he said in a nutshell YFM gave you the best gift ever 
by firing your ass. Because there's so much more that you need to be doing that now as a free agent, you can finally do. He said, be proud. You carried the culture for 10 years. You defined Urban Morning Radio for 10 years. You are the blueprint. You are the blueprint. Yo. Yo. (laughs) Yo. I have no words. I have no words. I thank you all. I really, really do. And at this point in time, where I have nobody's rules to follow or no motherfuckers to answer to, I leave it up to y'all. Whatever y'all need me to do for the next 10 years, holla at your girl. All right? You want to send them a letter? Uh, You got a question? You got a song? You want me to review or premiere? All you have to do is hit me up. My team is global, baby. So it doesn't matter where you are on God's green earth. Hit us up. All right. For promotion, advertising, for uh, new music releases. If you got relationship questions, I, I give great advice. I'm serious. All right. Drop me an email on fire at the goldcoastreport.com. That's on fire, O-N-F-Y-E, at the goldcoastreport.com. You can spell that, right? You good. You good. Or you can hit me up on WhatsApp. My number is 0508-747676. Don't forget, that's a Ghana number, all right? So make sure you put a plus 233 in front of that bitch if you internationally linking us, all right? So that's what it is. Every two weeks, you'll get a podcast from me. Uh, As soon as we can, we'll increase that and try and do it on a weekly basis because, you know, I got so much to say. (laughs) But yeah, man, thank you. Thank y'all. Thank y'all for rocking with me. Uh, First episode over and out. All right. This podcast was brought to you in partnership with the Gold Coast Report. This podcast is also dedicated to the memory of one of my classmates from my years at Achimata High School, John Opari Asamwa, a.k.a. Pache. We lost him to COVID-19. May he rest in perfect peace. My heart goes out to his family, his wife, and his kid. Prayers up, y'all. And y'all stay safe and wear those motherfucking masks and wash your goddamn hands. A'ight? I'm out. This has been a Gold Coast Report production.